Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Episode 25 of Authenticated is now in your eardrums. Welcome back to the show. It's going to be a great one today. We've got a lot of cool stuff. It is race week here in Charlotte where our headquarters are. We can see Charlotte Motor Speedway from our windows and our offices and uh, already a lot of campers outside, a lot of uh, traffic. Uh, we were all late mm -hmm. to work today because of the traffic. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a big week around the Charlotte area and we are here for it unauthenticated. We got some really cool stuff to talk to you about, about our fan appreciation week at our uh, Lionel Racing store at Concord Mills, just about two miles up the road from Charlotte Motor Speedway. So if you're coming into town this weekend, we've got some specials, we've got some giveaways, we've got opportunities to meet the Lionel Racing team, which of course is the highlight of your weekend, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, a lot of details on all of that stuff later on in the show. And uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, we did a NASCAR Authentics giveaway, and uh, we're going to announce the winner of that here today. But before we get into all that, we have to let you know who you're going to be hearing from in the next, uh, I don't know, 60 to 90 minutes, depending on how long-winded we choose to get today. Uh, I am Matt Kenfield, welcome, uh, welcoming you again to the show. It's going to be a fun one, and Alex Pullman is here as well after she gets her morning stretches uh, <laughs> in uh, her calisthenics, getting ready for an exciting day. Uh, Alex, how excited are you for race week here in Charlotte? So excited! <laughs> I didn't ask for the karaoke version. <laughs> if, what, what was that a? Uh, it's a, a Kevin. It's something from a Kevin Hart stand-up. See, I was thinking it was the Jesse Spano. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. You know, it's, saved by the bell. It's from a, one of. I think it's irresponsible. He talks about a trip somewhere, and he's like so excited. You know what you and Kevin Hart have in common? We're both under five foot five. You're both the same size. Yes, <laughs> it's adorable. But. I am, I am so excited. I always love the atmosphere when it's the hometown race. I could take or leave the traffic, but hey, it comes with the territory. Right. But I love seeing all the enthusiasm, seeing all the race fans, you know, all the events going on. There's like concerts at the Speedway this weekend, and they're pretty big names. You got Nelly and Three Doors Down. So, yes, I am super excited. Three, Nelly and Three Doors Down. The 1998 me is pretty pumped up for this. I, uh, <laughs> the, the middle school me is pretty yeah, pumped up yeah, for yeah, this. The 1998 me, yes. Oh, uh, it was like 2003, 2004 for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. That's scary. I, I, Carlene was probably born right around then. So. I know Nellie in Three Doors Down. She yes. was like five, they, six. They play him on the 90s channel on Sirius <laughs> yeah. The 90s on the nine. Yeah, exactly. Carl, you're going to the race this weekend, right? I am, and my dad's coming to town, and this will be his first non-MIS track, so I'm super excited. First non-MIS Is he ready race. to roll? 
I hope so. He has no clue what to expect. So I'm I'm very, very excited. Uh, be it. This is a great race to go to. Obviously, when Charlotte Motor Speedway introduced the Roval, this is probably, what, year five, maybe, of the Roval? Four? Um, Alex would know because she's been to all of them. Five. Yeah. So um, the novelty of watching a road course race and seeing the entire track from, from your seat, it, it's unheard of really or was unheard of before charlotte motor speedway did this uh roval project a few years ago and it's created some exciting finishes it's created some memories uh and it took some imagination to come up with this road course you know i know they've been racing legends cars out there on a uh, different road course around charlotte motor speedway's infield for years uh but when they introduced this to actually have full-fledged stock cars out there uh it was a bit of a Oh, can they really pull this off? And I think over the years we've seen that it can be pulled off. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the uh, next-gen car can produce at the Roval as well. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more about that and uh, all of the exciting things that we have coming up in the show. Uh, you definitely want to stay tuned. But first, we had a lot of crazy things that happened at Talladega this past weekend. We're going to talk about them up next on Authenticated. Talladega Super Speedway always produces some memorable finishes and lots of excitement and uh, lots of things for us to talk about on a podcast like Authenticated. And this uh, this past weekend was certainly no different. Uh, and after all of the craziness of the last few weeks and certainly lots of controversy, lots of discussion, lots of, uh, you know, interesting quotes from some drivers about car safety and, uh, you know, what's going on with the next-gen car. But at Talladega, where all of those things could have come to a head, right? Like, we know that Talladega can produce some wild, wild events, uh, some crazy crashes, some flips. And uh, for, for what it's worth, everybody behaved at Talladega. And the one who ended up in victory lane, of course, was Chase Elliott, a series-high fifth victory. But it came in pretty dramatic fashion. That last lap was pretty crazy with him and young Ryan Blaney. I felt like we were back at, what, like the 2020 Daytona Duels or 2021 when they came to that, like, just the two of them coming for the finish. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever those two are battling, I feel like it's just the most, like, heartfelt <laughs> battle because they're, like, best friends. <laughs> you hear, like, the dramatic music playing at the end of the movie. Exactly. But, you know, I, they are best friends, and there's no doubt that either one of them wants to beat the other one, right? And, and mm -hmm. it, I don't know what their relationship is off the track, if they really rib on each other, like, ah, I got you this week, whatever. Or they probably, you know, for all I know, when they get back on Monday, they probably don't even talk about what happened in the race. They talk about everything. But, but at the same time, you put the helmet on, you want to win a race. I don't care if it's your best friend, your mom, your dog, whatever it is on that other car, you want to try to win. And, uh, and you could hear that in, in Ryan's quotes after the race. He was pretty ticked off, wasn't he, Alex? Absolutely. Well, I mean, he hasn't won a race this season where Chase has won five. So he's, you know, holding strong in the playoffs, but he's the only driver in the playoffs who hasn't won a single race this season. He's there based on the points he's collected through the season. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be disappointing when you're that close to capturing your first round of the season and locking yourself into the next round going into the Roval, especially of all things, but he runs good there. But yeah, I would be disappointed too. I would have wrecked my best friend to win yeah. if given the opportunity. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I don't think either one of them, given some of the things that we talked about uh, or touched on just a second ago with all the, you know, 
whatever's happening with these race cars, you know, or whatever's happening with the drivers inside of these race cars that's causing some of these issues. And certainly we hope uh, Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch, everybody who's been affected uh, with some crash, uh, some residual issues from some crashes that they've had. We hope they all heal up and get back on the racetrack soon. And as we're recording this, I know Alex Bowman missed this past weekend's race with Noah Gregson going in the 48 car. Uh, We have not yet heard if Alex Bowman will be back in that car for the Roval race, but certainly we hope whenever he does come back, he's 100% ready to go. And same thing with Kurt Busch. Um, That said, with all of the eyes, I mean, it's on Good Morning America. It's on all this stuff about how, you know, these guys are getting hurt inside of race cars lately. Um, I think that they all wanted to play nice. They wanted to go win the race, but I think it was more for them to bring full race cars back to their shop and not have to worry about it and move on to the next week. I was going to say, because, I mean, at Talladega, you see some pretty wicked you know, wrecks right. most of the time. But with this new car, as you saw last week in Texas, where Cody Ware had a very scary hit. That's right. You know, There's another one. Yeah. The, you know, Knockwood, he came out okay. He was able to race this past weekend. But Alex Bowman's wreck was a lot less violent, but his was much, it's kind of like Kurt Bush's, where it doesn't look that bad, but right. it has worse residual effects. Yeah. So I agree. You know, they, as much as people want to see the crash fest at Talladega, you know, their health is on the line. So, I mean, it's more important to keep yourself in one piece than it is to flip across the finish line. And I think as important as winning would be um, for especially a guy like Ryan, who's probably going to need a win at some point to continue going on. I don't think you can rely on outpointing everybody for the rest of the playoffs. I think at some point you're going to have to win a race in order to, you know, give yourself a chance to be in Phoenix. Um, that said, a lot of those guys up front probably were thinking the exact same thing. You know what I mean? I'd rather finish sixth, get my sixth place points and come out of here, you know, rather than risk tearing up a car, finishing 36th and, you know, take a real big hit in points in case you do need to rely on your points to get there. Um, you know, especially at a place like Talladega where, you know, a lot can happen. It takes one mistake for 20 guys to get involved in a crash. It's not that difficult to do. Um, but overall the, the racing product itself, uh, I know, I know you both watched the race. I mean, were you entertained? You know, I, I know the, the Ricky Bobby fans of the world probably wanted to see cars flipping and, you know, God knows whatever else. But as far as just pure racing, were, were you impressed with what you saw at Talladega or did it leave a little bit to be desired? It depends on what part you were watching, I think. Okay. Which parts were entertaining? Which parts weren't? I was going to say, I mean, they kept it pretty tame in the first half. I mean, there was like, you know, the first, like pretty much big wreck where it involved like maybe five or six cars. But toward the end where it's four wide going into turn four. And, you know, if you hit somebody in the left or a quarter panel, that's where you're sitting everybody. And they're just like on the edge of danger. That's what keeps you on the edge of your seat. Like the last 10 laps, I was like standing up, you know, hearts racing. That's what super speedways do to you. But yes, the first half was kind of meh, but the last part, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, for me, I find the excitement in the lead changes, which Talladega had a bunch. And I was really pulling for Eric Jones there in the end. I was hoping for some redemption from the spring. So just like you, Alex, come those last few laps, I was like, Hands were sweating. I was, like, getting a little panicky, not sure what was going to happen, really not wanting a big one because I love a good, clean race with a legitimate winner, not just someone who made it out. 
alive. Yeah. Well, and I and I was looking for, you know, I know the playoff guys are obviously looking for a place to lock themselves in, but you have people up there like Michael McDowell, Todd Gillen, who's looking for his first win. Yeah. He was you, doing so well. And so I was kind of rooting for the underdog guys there at the end because, mm-hmm. you know, you it's, again, things you love to see. Right. Well, and, and that's what the super speedway races provide, that opportunity for teams that – you know, on mile and a half, two mile tracks might not have the speed that some of the, you know, the bigger teams and the more successful drivers uh, have. So, but it gives the Michael McDowell's of the world uh, an opportunity. McDowell's actually had a pretty good season. You know, mm-hmm. there was a time where he was, you know, could have been in the playoffs, even just on points without a win for a, for a long part of the season here. Um, and then every everybody under the sun started winning races and we, you know, <laughs> we had more winners than spots in the playoffs almost. So, um but, you know, Todd Gillen, again, rookie season, some good finishes, but most of them have been, you know, what you would expect a rookie to have, you mm-hmm. know, but, you know, a great opportunity. And even Daytona, you know, thinking Daytona 500, how good Harrison Burton ran back there. And um, and we'll talk about this more in the truck series, how that series, the trucks at Talladega always seems to provide, I wasn't expecting that guy to win. You know, nope. I didn't know who was going to win, but it wasn't that guy. Oh, yeah. That seems to happen a lot in the truck series. We'll touch on that a little bit more uh, in just a couple of minutes. But uh, back to Chase Elliott uh, winning his fifth race of the season. Uh, where does this put him? Obviously, it puts him in the round of eight now. Does this kind of solidify his chances at racing for a championship at Phoenix? Or is there still a lot more to be told in the nine-car season? I think Chase is kind of the person to beat right now. He's just too consistent. He mm. You can't yeah. take that away from him. I was kind of hoping that. He would have to race his way in at the Roval because, like, last year he drove from the front to the back. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of see that happen. But now that he'll play it tame, I believe, since he's already locked in. But, yeah, yeah he's he's on a roll. Yeah, the, the nine-car fans, you know, if Chase starts up front, it's going to be a good day for the nine-car fans. If it's another mm-hmm. one of those days where he might not, you know, he might have to work for a strong finish. And, I mean, look, anytime you strap in a car, you're not going out there hey, a 12th place finish will be okay for us today. You know mm-hmm. I mean? You want to go for the win. But again, is he going to put himself in position to tear up a race car so that all of his guys have to put it back together for, you know, they might not run that car ever ever again this season, obviously being a road course race, but you never know. Then uh, I'll hate it for his guys. Well, wouldn't you? Don't we all? Yeah, I mean, hate it for the guys back at the shop. Yeah, hate it for the guys. Right. I mean. <laughs> had to throw that in there, sorry. Look, I had to put windshield wipers on my wife's car the other day. I hated doing that. Imagine having to put the <laughs> yeah, whole right? damn thing back together. You're like, that sucks. But, I, you know, they get paid to do that. I didn't get paid to do the windshield wipers. I just paid $60 at AutoZone, and I was on my merry way. That's why I make them put them on for me. <laughs> yeah, as, as a guy, I can't do that. Oh, now, you, you know, like I had to put a rocker arm in her Jeep as well uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's not something I'm capable of doing. I, I will I will fudge that up pretty bad. So I put took it to a trained professional who took care of it. Shout out to, you know, Hendrick Dodge up on the road. So oh. um, I only have to have help because like my car is taller than me. OK, let's be honest. I can't reach could the you middle repl- of my windshield. Could you replace a rocker arm in the engine of that thing? Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I'm just saying for as far as windshields go, that's why I have to have help because I can't reach the middle of my windshield. Don't you have a ladder? Not in just like climb not a tire. here. That's, that's a good point. There's ways to do it, but then again, if adva- I, do you now do you go to Advance Auto Parts because you are if you need car parts, do you go to Advance because you're a Blaney fan? I actually don't. 
what I, I just go to the one closest so like o'reilly's is over by the gym i go to so that's why i went they're a proud so partner of uh, charlotte motor speedway and yeah, performance it, racing network so that's fine yeah it's fine yeah advance is on the other side of harrisburg so i'm not gonna drive all the way down there i get it you got to support those who support nascar right like you can't yeah i have to uh, all the premier sponsors and all the secondary yeah, yeah you know you got to yeah labels out when you drink your cokes and stuff like that uh, yeah Bush if, beer. if starbucks yeah. could sponsor nascar that'd be great thanks that would be really cool. That'd be a little off-brand for the NASCAR crowd, but Absolutely. it would. Look, in these days, where we need as many fans as we can get from a, many different backgrounds and cultures and everything like that, hey, you want to get bring Starbucks in there? I'm in. Sorry, little side note, real quick. In high school, we had to build a. We had a had a class like sports marketing where we had to build a sports venue so i built a racetrack in washington state because he had to build one where one wasn't so i built one in washington state and, you know, and it was Claude, sponsored for those who don't know she's a big casey kane fan <laughs> i can't I, probably or seattle i don't know yeah. um but it was sponsored by starbucks but yes starbucks it, motor speedway it well, was washington motor speedway but there was like a starbucks logo and there was like there That's was solid. it a road course because they it, get nothing but rain well, it was an oval with a road course, and then it had a drag strip beside it. So you were the original Roval. Kinda. Washington Motor Speedway blazed the trail. <laughs> Marcus, by Smith, Starbucks. Marcus Smith, you owe Alex Pullman some money because this was clearly her idea back 20 years ago. There you go. I get royalties. Yeah. <laughs> Which, did you, speaking of Marcus Smith, have you guys seen the back and forth between him and Brad Kozlowski? Did you see Corey LaJoy's tag I in did. on it, too? Okay, see, I didn't see Corey's, but I did see about bringing a merchandise hauler, and Brad, you know, told the truth that it cost a lot of money to bring those souvenir trailers out to uh, to different tracks, not just Charlotte Motor Speedway, all of the tracks. Uh, the tracks require a certain fee, and uh, Marcus Smith said, hey, basically, if you come out, bring a trailer, and sign some autographs, you have it for free, right? For Saturday and Sunday, and Brad came back and said he can only do Saturday, but he'll bring drivers with him. And he tagged, like, Briscoe, Blaney, all the four all guys. Of, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Corey was like, "Is this open to? Is this, is this universal?" And then, so I think it, I, that he started something there. Well, and sometimes that's what it takes. I think we're seeing this with the driver safety thing. It's going to take some drivers to really kind of just make their points known. Because for a long time, yeah, there's a lot of business that goes on in the background that normal race fans don't get to see, whether it's merchandise like diecast or t-shirts or hats and bringing souvenir trailers there to safety and, and all different competition and everything like that. There's lots of things that, you know, Joe Q race fan doesn't, isn't privy to, mm -hmm. to know why certain things happen and why certain things don't happen. Um, but for drivers to kind of say, hey, look, we want to do this. It's just not economical for us to do it. How can we fix that? And then it takes somebody like a Marcus Smith, who's, you know, pretty intelligent and he's, you know, learned from the best. He's learned from his dad. He's learned from Humpy Wheeler on how to, um, you know, promote racetracks and promote racing events that there's ideas out there that can make it work for everybody. And I know a lot of people hate that, you know, I know some people that, um, I read, you know, they were like, why is this conversation out in the open, you know, private conversations? It's like sometimes like with the safety thing and with this, to your point, you have to get the fans involved because then it's like, oh, we hear you. It's right. not mm -hmm. just like, right. oh, if it's a private conversation behind the scenes, it's like, yeah, we heard you. But, you know, hey, whatever. We'll see you later. But now it's like, oh, OK, well, you said this. This is what you said. How about I piggyback on that and we'll make it happen? Right. 
But also, do you not think that these conversations are also happening? Like, I can't imagine that Brad and Marcus would just openly go back and forth. Like, I have to think that there was some texting on the side, like, hey, so maybe we can make this work, but, like, you got to do this or whatever for me. Right. Well, I know with the safety thing, after Denny's comments over the weekend, NASCAR was like, yeah, we wish we could have had that conversation in private. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's like, well, Denny's probably like, well, when is it going to happen? Because that's why I'm going to say it out loud, because no one's listening to us. Right. Right. Yeah, that's probably, you know, certain conversations should be held privately, but at the same time, bringing it to everyone's attention that something needs to be discussed is important too. Um, But for someone like Brad to say, hey, here's why we don't have an RFK souvenir hauler. And and there there is RFK merchandise on other souvenir haulers uh, at racetracks, but not one dedicated solely to that team. Mm. Um, You know, why is that? And we hear that a lot too. You know, why are you not doing this? And that's why we try to open up our doors a little bit on, you know, the hashtag Ask Lionel Racing. We try to answer some of these questions for why certain things happen, why certain things don't happen. But in this case, Brad said why it doesn't happen. And then Marcus realized, well, maybe there's a way we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, maybe you, you both know more about what goes on at RFK Racing than I do. Is this going to happen? Is Brad going to have some kind of souvenir trailer there? Um, in terms of the souvenir trailer, I don't think so. That's not something that I believe they have in their possession to do at this time, but I do know that their people are looking into it and they're trying to set something up around this on Saturday. Yeah. So there's going to be something, um, but I don't think a merch trailer is what will be there. Yeah, but anything, any way for product of any kind to get into race fans hands obviously we're in that business so we want that to happen um but it's just a win-win for everybody you know to be able to have opportunities to buy your favorite driver's stuff and a lot of drivers aren't out there signing autographs as much as they used to like at the haulers like brad was alluding to um but that's you know it helps for the fans out of town and the fans actually locally who can't go to fan days yeah. if they have fan days of autographs and weren't able to get a wristband even if they tried to go so it, it does help them go hey i can still meet my favorite driver and get an autograph yep. or take my kids to go see mm-hmm. you know x y and z so it's a great opportunity so i'm glad it happened yeah and for those reasons you know obviously the the top tier drivers the successful drivers they it's t- they have tighter schedules they have other obligations necessarily um then on a sunday morning before a race and hospitalities and everything like that there's a lot going on for these guys on on race day especially um so you don't see a lot of them openly in the souvenir trailer area uh, on the midway signing autographs but what i appreciate is like team penske has sent out Harrison Burton and Austin Sindrick to sign autographs just about every week. Mm-hmm. Junior Motorsports sends out their fleet of Xfinity Series drivers to the E2 haulers just about every single week. And that's great for them to kind of build a fan base. Exactly. You know what I mean? To be in their face. Chase Elliott certainly wants as many fans as he can get, right? He's got a good fan base. A guy like Harrison Burton, Austin Sindrick, you know, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, you know, even still Noah Gregson is as successful as he is. He's still building a fan base because right. he's mm-hmm. going to be around the sport for a while. All those guys are. So, um, you know, it's great to be able to put names to faces and, and, and realize that these guys are pretty cool to be around and they're goofy young kids and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, these race fans, um, 
you know, even ones that weren't necessarily Austin Cindric fans or, or whatever, the, whatever the driver it might be, Josh Berry or whatever, Sam Mayer, they might not know a lot about a guy like Sam Mayer or Josh Berry, but you can go out there and the guy's actually personable and like looks you in the eye and says, you know, hey, thanks for coming out, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You might be a Josh Berry or Sam Mayer fan, however long they choose to be in the sport. It's, it's you like, know, you're going to follow those guys. It's like meeting a person in your life any day. It's like if they leave a good impression on you, you're right. going to walk away with, oh, I really like that person. I'm going to pull for them that weekend. You know, they leave mm-hmm. that positive feedback in your head. Right. And, and and same thing, even with with Brad, he's been successful, championship driver, you know, everything. But, you know, he also he's part of a brand now. You know, mm-hmm. he wants that brand to be successful, and he knows that he is one of the pillars of that brand. As successful as he is and as many fans and as, you know, as good as he runs on the racetrack and as much fan support as that race team gets, the more successful that whole organization is going to be. So that's important for him to have that fan engagement. And, he, you know, he's 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 probably the smartest and most savvy um I don't want to say business mind as far as drivers go, but he thinks way bigger than just turning left and going straight. Right. Like he, he has his feet in a lot of different pools at RFK racing, not just having his name on the building. He is in meetings. He, from the competition to the marketing, to the licensing, he is hands on with everything. So, um, he knows what it's going to take to build, continue building that company to get back to the heyday of when Roush Racing was killing everybody, mm-hmm. you know, in the Cup Series back late 90s or so. Well, he talks about that on that race for the championship when yeah. they featured his team that kind of went behind the scenes when they asked him all those questions. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, when he says, hey, I want merchandise trailer, he's got the kind of pull and the kind of knowledge and the cachet around the NASCAR garage and NASCAR industry to say, okay, if this guy says that it can be done, let's try to figure out how to get it done. Yeah. So. Kudos to Brad for at least bringing that uh, situation to light and hopefully changing uh, a little bit to get more merchandise and more opportunities to meet race car drivers uh, at the racetrack starting this weekend at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval. Who do we got uh, winning that race at the Roval this week? Is Chase Elliott going to go back-to-back because he's so strong at that racetrack and road courses in general? Are we going to see Tyler Reddick get back in victory lane, or are we going to see somebody that uh, nobody's even expecting? Go ahead, Alex. Somebody had a big announcement. Well, it hadn't been announced. It got leaked yesterday. But somebody who's a non-playoff driver. Yeah, AJ. AJ's going to (laughs) win. But I thought the number that you got when you were out and about. All right. So hold on. So that's my personal pick. But um, I go off of my chiropractor number. So this week, Chris Busher is the lucky winner. So Chris Busher will either win the race or he will run very well. You heard it here first. If you haven't filled out your NASCAR fantasy pool, Mm -hmm. Alex is going. Because I picked, well, I had a dream Chastain won at Talladega, and he came pretty dang close. So just keep that in mind. You know how you have it bad when you're having dreams about Talladega's race? I don't know. I can't, like, (laughs) shut my mind off from work. But, yeah. Yeah, it's never ending. Yeah. Carl? See, I don't think Chase is going to win. I have a vibe that Larson might take it. Um, I just feel like we haven't heard from him in a while, and he is, like, getting ready to pounce. But I just have so much fun watching these, like, younger, newer guys win. So I personally am going Cindric because I went Cindric with Indy, and was he not the runner-up? Uh, he was up there for sure. So I think he finished second. I was going to say, just watch out for the four below the cut line. I know it obviously fluctuates mm-hmm. through the race, which was another thing I liked about the broadcast because it showed as the lead changed – Everybody was swapping, mm-hmm. which I do that was like cool. that. So watch because you got people like Suarez and 
That's where I was going was Daniel Suarez. I was going to say that. And he's in the Comscope car. I want him to win in that car so bad. Why? It's a beautiful car, and we never get to make him OQ on the 24 scale. Well, come on, collectors. We got to make that happen because that is a nice-looking car. It is beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Going back to Talladega, though, uh, the Raceway Diecast, the number nine Napa Chevrolet, got confetti on it. It's a great race car to add to your collection. Uh, definitely don't miss your chance to order it. Lionelracing.com, 1-800-952-0708 or other authorized Lionel Racing dealers. Uh, got some special finish elites and everything like that available at Lionelracing.com as well. So definitely want to celebrate Chase Elliott's win at Talladega. Uh, with the race win diecast. That's where he got his first win too, right? At Talladega? No, Watkins Glen. That's right, it was. That's right. And the Sun Energy one car. That's right. We did win at Talladega, I think, that same year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Sure. But uh, definitely want to add that one <laughs> to your collection. Uh, again, the number nine Napa Chevrolet with confetti and uh, a couple of scrapes and things like that. Uh, really cool looking car added to your collection by ordering it today. Now we're going to go to the NASCAR Xfinity Series as Alex does a little jig because she was (laughs) super happy to see A.J. Allmendinger go back to victory lane. Uh, Another photo finish. Another one. That's for sure. Uh, With Sam Mayer, we just talked about him, you know, young up-and-coming guy, A.J. Allmendinger, not a young and -and up-and-coming guy, but certainly has some cool news uh, on the horizon on the Cup Series side for next year. But uh, regular season champ goes to victory lane again. And I know, he, Alex, you know, you, you, you're you an AJ fan. We've established that. Have we? Uh, a little bit. All right. You didn't give it away with the Roval pick at all. Right. One in a Roval. <clears throat> but he's been snake bit at those super speedways oh, for a long time. He is a valiant uh, supporter of hating super speedway racing. Supporter of hating. Hey, supporter <laughs> of hating. Because um, I even asked him when he crossed, his fin- the, crossed the finish line, because he usually either wrecks or has like an issue with the car or whatever. But um, they were like, oh, do you like super speedway racing now? He's like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was good to see him finally get, now he's won on every type of track at college. They posted that, I think, today. Interesting. That, uh, you know, in the action industries car, uh, to get them in victory lane. I know that was a big deal for colleague racing as well. And mm-hmm. colleague always seems to run well at those speedways. They, I don't know if just the drivers just happen to be around each other, but I know that the 10 car Landon castle was up that way for a, a good bit and kind of gave some good pushes towards the end of the race. And, um, colleague just seems to have that place figure or those types of places, the super speedways figured I was out. Say just not even just their Xfinity, but their cup guys like Justin Haley and Daniel were both up there on Sunday as yeah. well. So mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So really cool to see AJ go back to victory lane and ended a four race win streak by Noah Gregson. And uh, I know we were kind of look, Noah tears up race cars. He does a great job to help us make diecast and everything like that. Uh, it would have been really cool to see him break the record, but still no small feat in uh, tying it last week at Texas either. At least we did not see him be sick on the front stretch this week. That's. We've had some requests, I think, on social people oh. wondering if we're going to, like, add the puke and the floorboard to the car. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People Ew. are weird. Wow. <laughs> it makes it authentic, okay? They want the most authenticated version of the die cast. Yeah. I did find it funny when Noah filled in for Alex. Alex, they interviewed Noah, and Noah said uh, the one thing Alex Bowman told him was, you, you better not throw up in my car. <laughs> yeah. Ush. I would have loved to see him break that record, though, just because Noah's such a personality right and you know that the celebration would have been so even more extra than he already makes it especially at talladega especially at talladega and yeah. i know he's got like a huge fan group that's all over the place i think that would have been a really big deal 
I hate it for him. Hate it for his guys back at the shop. <laughs> However, I'm excited or was excited to post a car up for pre-order that was not the exact same one he's been winning in. Yes. And AJ wanted a different car than he had one in. Correct. We got a little bit of a switch up. So that was always, that's fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that for you. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's good stuff. Number 16, Action Industry Chevrolet Camaro Colleg Racing Race Wind Diecast. Uh, that car was pretty beat up too. Uh, that You can see that one. Uh, mm -hmm. we're, later in the week, we're going to put up some reference photos. So definitely, if you don't follow us on social media, you want to to see the reference photos of all three of the Talladega Race Winds later on in the week. But uh, we will get into that in just a second. But first, let's talk Talladega Truck Series. Another wild finish. Took a review of the finish and a first NASCAR win, NASCAR National Series win for Matt DiBenedetto. Yes, because he won NASCAR K&N Pro Series races. So it's not technically a NASCAR Weekly Late Model oh. races. So it's not technically his first NASCAR win, but his first NASCAR National Series win for Best Matt DiBenedetto. That's right, for Matt yeah. DiBenedetto. Uh, Matt Guido de Benedetto. That's actually his middle name. Is it, Is it really? really? True, true story. When he raced late models, he it, it actually said Guido de Benedetto on his car. Did he get out of the car and do car. this? Uh, that I know. She's fist pumping for yeah, those like if you like, like Jersey Shore reference. I got it. Nope, no, that's that's his middle name. And wow. Uh, and uh, but going to victory lane with that Rackley War team, so it was really cool to see a new team and a new driver in victory lane. And we touched on it a second ago. For some reason, this race, especially this fall Talladega race, you think back to Spencer Boyd, oh. Tate Fogelman, now Matt DiBenedetto, you know, adding their names to the you know the John Kings of the Truck Series world who won Truck Series races at Super Speedways, and that was their only win to this point at least and you know i, I referenced john king because i the guy for, will be forever a nascar camping world truck series winner and you're both looking at me like who the hell is john king right <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just five six seven years ago maybe that he won the daytona race at talladega or the daytona uh truck series race so hmm. at the benedetto has been around for a long time uh in the cup series the xfinity series uh, and now in the truck series and that for him to get to victory lane, it, it, it's a cool story because he's, he's been around, you know, mm -hmm. he's been in some good cars, been in some not good cars. He's been, you know, he's ridden that wave ups and downs of the NASCAR world. And, uh, to see him get into victory lane, I know it had to be really special for him. He is just such like an exciting person. Like almost everyone who's replied to him on social, he's replied back. Right. Even people who commented on our post, tagging him congratulating him he's commented to or liked it and like you can just feel how excited he is and it just makes it that much more special for yeah. sure and he has so much emotion like he's just so mm -hmm. happy that it happened and he's so appreciative of everything and right. absolutely and I think he, he had to learn some hard lessons in certain ways. You know, sometimes when you say things, especially in the NASCAR world, people can take them in different ways and, and whatnot. And that might have, um, you know, impacted his career uh, just a tiny bit. But the, the, it, it's a good redemption story. And, and anybody who follows sports or just life in general likes to see guys who kind of come up off the mat, you know what I mean, pick themselves up, dust themselves off and uh you know find themselves in a good opportunity and certainly has that with that rackley war team and uh happy for you know willie allen late model guy from tennessee you know mm -hmm. co-owner of that team to uh get back into the nascar camping or get into the nascar camping world truck series victory lane uh i also keeping on my short track roots brett holmes 
uh, late model kid, you know, raced Arca, uh, owns his own team and everything. Like his family owns the team and uh, was really bummed out for him. You know, I was happy for DeBenedetto, don't get me wrong, but Brett Holmes is, you know. Well, that is home track. It it, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, uh, you know, his crew chief is Shane Huffman, who I've known for a long time and works his butt off. Really smart guy and really wanted to see them get to victory lane and cross the line first. You know, I'll I'll be the first to admit it. The, you know, uh, Holmes's truck did cross the line first, but unfortunately they went back to when the yellow flag flew and uh, that declared to Metadetto the win and, you know, it's kind of, it, it's weird in, in this day and age with, you know, all the technology that we have to see two guys pull up on the front stretch like they did, mm-hmm. you know, waiting for the official right. call. You don't see that very often anymore. You know, you see photo finishes, but, you know, through transponder times and stuff like that, you know who actually won the race. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to when the yellow was thrown, that's a pretty, uh, pretty crazy time to, uh, it had to be so strange for those guys to be thinking, yeah, I won, nor did I, did I, you know. Right. So. That's what happens with those super ways and those finishes you know you just like wait hold on what happened right and also thoughts with jordan anderson that was a pretty scary accident so i saw he had to go back to the hospital last night yeah Mm -hmm. he's at least in good enough spirits and this is just the kind of kid that jordan is you know he's keeping everybody updated through social media and everything like that and you know he's staying positive and everything you know despite you know i think he said he had some burns and he had some setbacks yesterday and you know we're recording this on tuesday i think monday he said he had some setbacks had to go back to get some things checked out Mm -hmm. um but definitely want to see him back behind the wheel and he's built some really cool stuff over there at Jordan Anderson racing to uh, build an Xfinity series team, certainly a truck series team uh, for himself and other drivers. And I uh, want to see him back hundred uh, percent in whatever capacity that he wants to be, whether it's team owner, driver, both. Uh, we want to see him back on the track because he's, uh, he's a big supporter of Lionel racing too. You know, anytime that we've provided a, a, or produced a truck of his or one of his teams, he's always right there to jump behind it. And, uh, I uh, really want to see him, but yeah, that was crazy. You know, nobody knows how what, how you'd react if your vehicle was on fire, and you know he reacted the way that he reacted, and it was very lucky that the injuries that he sustained, while they're not good, they're better than what it could have been. Absolutely. You know, in that I mean, incident. he couldn't see where he was going, and he had already unbuckled and jumped out when the truck hit the wall. I was right. like, holy cow! Like yeah. that was yeah. But in light of that. I, I think there's been some stuff around social media kind of calling out, like I mentioned Good Morning America, like there was a clip on GMA the other day talking about NASCAR safety, indicating like the truck series and the next gen cars are one in the same mm-hmm. showing talking about Jordan Anderson wrecking in a crash, but showing Myatt Snyder, who's a, you know, a Jordan Anderson racing driver, but not Jordan Anderson right. showing photos of him and, you know, talking to drivers that have never driven cup series cars about cup series, uh, cup series safety. It just seemed, you know, NASCAR already has a hard time breaking down the doors of the stick and ball sports, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Good Morning America will cover Aaron Judge trying to break the home run record. They'll cover, you know, concussions in the NFL because that's stick and ball sports. Everybody knows that. NASCAR has a hard time opening that door. Once that door does get cracked open a little bit and there's news, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, there's news to be made in NASCAR and these, you know, major networks, the non-sports networks cover it. It's usually negative. You know, it's usually Mm -hmm. a death or an injury or some kind of controversy in some way. At least get the story right. Right. You know, that's the frustrating part. Yeah, it's not good for NASCAR that Good Morning America is covering injuries in their sport, 
but at least have your facts straight. At least have your photos right. You know, at just because you have a right car. Just because you do a Google image search of Jordan Anderson NASCAR, yeah, Myatt Snyder drives for that team, but figure it out. You right. know what I mean? It's not that difficult to, you know, I'm sure Jordan Anderson Racing has a website or a Facebook page where you can see this is Jordan Anderson. This is not. Mm-hmm. Let's use that guy. That's just yeah. easy journalism, like 101. Yeah, just yeah. get your facts straight. Right. And and again, I get it. NASCAR is not on the radar of Good Morning America unless, like I said, there's some kind of controversy or there's some kind of, you know, negative thing. They won't. I can promise you in that car, I watched the entire clip. They didn't mention that, oh, by the way, Chase Elliott won at Talladega. Mm-hmm. Not it's, the positive. It's all the right. Or, or that Matt, destruction. Matt DiBenedetto won that truck series race that Jordan Anderson won. They don't mention anything mm-hmm. positive or even factual about, like, what happened on the racetrack. It's, this guy almost died. This guy has a concussion. This guy is on fire. Whatever it is. So, you know, and I get it. It's the news, right? Like, if it bleeds, it leads. That's the, yep. that's, that's the journalism, you know, credo. You know, whatever, whatever the hot topic is, whatever... Is the most controversial to get most people talking? That's the thing that's above the fold on the newspaper, and that's the thing that leads the newscast. So just wish that they get stories right. That's really kind of where I'm coming from with that. So hopefully down the road that will happen. But uh, You have one job. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so uh, now that we've said all that, we've gotten out of our soapbox, and uh, definitely want to add those race win die casts. Not only the AJ Allmendinger number 16 Action Industry Chevrolet Camaro, but also the number 25 Rackley Roofing Chevrolet Silverado from Matt to Benedetto. Both of those are available for pre order now at lionelracing.com by calling 1 800 952 or checking out other authorized Lionel Racing die cast dealers. Those are just some of the new cars that we've released in the last few days, and we've got a boatload more coming up for you next in Fresh Paint on Authenticated. Fresh Paint is live now. It's where we introduce to you all of the latest diecast releases available for order at LionelRacing.com. And to bring those to you, here's Carlene. Okay, so while I was reading Fresh Paint, I was thinking of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so it's like Fresh Paint of Lionel. Um, so anyway. Now, this is a story. Exactly. Oh, yeah. how. Our diecast get into your... Collection. Little... little <laughs> Fan hands. All that right. doesn't rhyme at all. Look for the we're, lyric change later on. <laughs> we're going to work on that. That'll be our project before the next show. There you go. Okay, so we have had the first of the 2023 diecasts start to pop up. Uh, the first one is the Chris Busher number 17 Fifth Third Bank Ford Mustang. Very curious as to whether or not he'll be going by Chris or Christopher next year. That has yet to be known. TBD. Um, I am digging the new number font style on the 17. Yeah. Kind yes. of closer match the six a little yes, bit. Queen. And, yeah. Oh. Would you stop hitting the <laughs> microphone, Alex? You need to just, I, I got to get, okay. I need some Simpson or some other, you know, seatbelt manufacturer to get a five point <laughs> harness for Alex in her seat. So she can't move and stop just talking with your hands. Yes. Now you were about to start talking with your hands again. This is what we're trying to say. Why are you the way you are, Alex? <laughs> anyway, oh my back at the ranch. Talk. So the other 2023 car that is currently up for pre-order is the Ryan Blaney number 12 Body Armor Sport Water. That is the car that currently has a cover on it. Uh, it hasn't officially been released. It's going to be sweet. It is. It does look 
I'm sure pretty cool. Um, Body Armor always does a really good job with their colors, which is what I'm pretty pumped about. Um, so you guys will see that eventually once the team announces it. So stay tuned for that one. Um, we have the Texas race wins, which happened two weeks ago. The Tyler Reddick number eight Lenovo Chevrolet. He's won two in the three Chi. And finally, we've got a win in a different scheme with some confetti. So that's going to be a great addition to any collection. Also big love for Tyler Reddick. So go team. Uh, and the Noah Gregson number eight, number whew, number nine, Bass Pro Shop, True Timber, Black Rifle, Coffee, Xfinity win. Very happy you didn't win this year. So uh, win Th- this, this year. Week. Wow. I'm really struggling. Happy he didn't win this week just because I only needed to say that one time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so the number nine Bass Pro Shop True Timber Black Rifle Coffee Xfinity Noah Gregson from Texas is also currently up. Always does the really, really intense burnout. So were both of those tires missing or was it just the one? Do I think we it know? was just one if I remember just correctly. One. So check that one out. Always, obviously, a record tire. So a great addition. The Ryan Vargas number six Reddit Chevrolet Camaro for Xfinity. Now, Somebody on our social media feed has asked about all the names on the back bumper, all the Reddit people. I don't know. I don't know what you call Reddit people, but. Redditors? Um, they will be on there, but you won't be able to read them yeah. because there are quite a few. Just due to scale. I mean, it's they will be there if yes. you want to take your magnifying glass and your super spidey sense reading glasses or whatever, then yeah, you can probably find your name, but uh, it, they will be there. Uh, it's just, you're not going to, it's not going to be easy for you to find your name. Uh, especially on the 64 scale. Whew. That's Don't try with that one. You don't even bother. Yeah, <laughs> They'll be there, but don't. Yeah, you're not going to find them. Just take our word on it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Connor Daly, uh, an indie driver, number 50 Bit Nile Chevy Camaro that he will be running this weekend at the Roval. The Chase Elliott, number nine Napa Vaveline Chevy Camaro uh, to add to the little three car of his, what, back quarter panel switch up. Um, you've got the Jeremy Clemens, number 51, all South electric Chevy Camaro, all South electric, that bright blue that they use. I'm obsessed with it. Just fun fact, everybody. The Ben Rhodes, number 99, Kubota Toyota Tundra. Kubota. Kubota. I even wrote it out. (laughs) The Ty Gibbs, number 54, Shriner Children's Toyota GR Supra, the Xfinity car. The Chase Briscoe, number 14, High Point Black Ford Mustang that he ran at Darlington. That was such a cool switch to the already really awesome design that High Point did this season. Definitely, definitely, definitely pre-order that one because I want it to make MOQ so I can add it to my collection. Thank you, everybody. Uh, uh, all these and more are available at thelinoracing.com. You can also call our awesome customer care team at 1-800-952-0708. And all of our other authorized Lino Racing dealers will have those pre-orders for you as well. Uh, and if you don't catch what we have being announced right now then this next announcement won't mean anything to you but always check our instagram story because fresh paints are posted there as well i have a rewrite for the thing real quick go ahead (laughs) now this is a story all about how how our diecast ended up at your house you're welcome that was actually pretty good that wasn't bad it flowed just the fact that you're that entire what five minute segment you've been working on that haven't you it literally came to me as soon as we stopped talking. Okay. So, sorry. Right. I just wanted to wait till you were done. And you were talking with your hands again. God, sorry! <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, and just a uh, quick little piggyback, something that came into my brain while Carlene was so eloquently reading through all of those. Yeah, I did great. You did. So Kudos. great, my man. Kudos so to great. you. Uh, polling is almost done for a handful of cars that uh, all of you folks on social media were clamoring for. This is your last chance to put your order in because there's a fair to partly sunny chance that you might not be able to get these produced if you don't get some more pre-orders in, uh, including the uh, Bush Light uh, throwback, or not the throwback. The, the retro. Bush Light retro, Kevin Harvick number four car, the Josh Berry Harrison's USA back to school uh, Xfinity Series car, the Ty Dillon Sunseeker Resort Cup Series number 42, and yes, you Cody Ware fans that have been wearing us out for years wearing. to get this. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't even realize I said that. You're welcome. For that Nurtech, that beautiful purple car. We want Cody Ware. We want Cody Ware. Well, we've given you Cody Ware. Now you've got to come through for Cody Ware and get more pre-orders in because uh, uh, we don't want to DNP that car. But if it doesn't get some more pre-orders in, we might not have a choice to. So let's get as many pre-orders for that number 51 car as we can. And off of the Cody Ware situation, I know a lot of our followers think because a car doesn't make it, it's going to pop up in an authentic wave. That is not always the case. So even, I fingers crossed that this doesn't DNP because I would love to see it produced. But if it does, that does not mean you're going to find it in an authentic wave. It's not a guarantee. And especially with that one being a a pharmaceutical company that sponsors Mm -hmm. it, I, I don't know. But the chances, there could be a chance that we couldn't even offer it mm-hmm. in, in mass in mass retail on NASCAR Authentics because of that sponsor. I don't know for a fact, but I would say that it's definitely a discussion that we're going to have to have, even if we did want to go that route. So the only way to guarantee that you will be able to get one of these is if we can get enough pre-orders in for the 64 and the 24 scale car uh, of that Cody Ware. All right, Cody Ware fans, where are y'all at? Uh, look, you, Boom. you, y'all were hitting us up. We wanted to make this happen for you. Uh, don't let us down on that car. So, uh, again, thank you, Carlene, for that. Up next, we've got some really cool stuff in store for you. It's Fan Appreciation Week here at Lionel Racing, and we've got some exciting things in store at our retail store at Concord Mills. We're going to tell you all about them, all about them up next on Authenticated. Does everybody have a last lap highlight when it comes down to it? Good work. <laughs> I'm just going to go. AJ's going back to the Cup Series because it was going to be Ross's segment on the race for championship. There you go. I'll think of something. Okay. Good enough for me. Here at Lionel Racing, it is Fan Appreciation Week. And, man, have we got some cool stuff in mind for you to participate in and some great savings over at our Lionel retail store at Concord Mills. It's about a four minute drive from Charlotte Motor Speedway. So if you're in town this week for the Roval, definitely head over to the store and we've got an RCCA members only event coming up Friday at 10 a.m. We'll tell you more about that in just a second at our retail store. But uh, first, again, Big savings, the Lionel Retail Store, 124 scale, 164 scale cars, everything from 2022 next-gen cars to uh, 2021, 2020. Uh, Bigger savings, the older the car is, so definitely want to check that out. Plus, all you NASCAR Authentics fans always keep wanting those cars, and they have a hard time keeping them in stock at the retail store, but we've got more on their way. So you definitely want to stop by the Lionel Retail Store starting this Thursday, for some NASCAR Authentics, as well as great deals on 124 and 164 scale cars. 
Plus, we've got some scratch and dent cars, cars that might have been returned for a minor flaw or something like that. Obviously, nothing that's, you know, catastrophic that somebody dropped on the floor at some point. But if there's, you know, a minor flaw that somebody returned, we've, we're going to pass that back on to you with at a deep, deep discount. So, um, really cool cars. And some, you know, I've seen some that are scratch and dent returns. And I have analyzed them as best I can. I can't figure out what somebody saw was wrong with this thing. But then when you see the price, be like, hey, whatever is wrong with it, that's a heck of a deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to grab that one. So you definitely want to do that. Uh, plus for <laughs> the cheap. those. <laughs> yeah. Look, I am a cheapskate. I am the first one to admit it. No, I was we so, know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was so excited about my 97 cent pants that I bought my son. I texted Carlene on Saturday to say that, <laughs> hey, I bought a bunch of, sh- I bought a bunch of clothes at Old Navy. I bought like 10 things and spent $80. Like I was pumped. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks for the text. Appreciate that. Well, you're not on the hunt for polos right now. Okay. Right, right. Oh, I'm on a mission. Oh, yeah. Okay. We had mm-hmm. that. Con- we and I had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're, we're trying to find certain clothes to wear for certain occasions. And that's what like, I don't normally go to Old Navy. Like I'm not in 1999 college anymore. I love Old Navy. Uh, this, the shirt that I'm wearing right now, which, I was you know, say you were lo- talking about that this morning. All of you fans can't see this. It's pretty spiffy. It my, is. My wife hated this shirt. I actually kind of like it. It's perfect Blue, for fall. It's plaid. plaid. Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. She said I look like a farmer. Oh, farmers do wear plaid. Uh, it's not off base. It's just she didn't say you look like an ugly farmer. As you The, the look on her face said I look like an ugly <laughs> farmer. But it's okay. She was wearing those shoes that I told both of you about that she oh, spent yeah. an astronomical amount of money on. But. All of you people that are still listening, I really appreciate that because <laughs> I'm sure you've, you're really enthralled with the discussion about clothes and shoes. But uh, we do, uh, all, in addition to the savings at the retail store for the uh, NASCAR diecast, uh, also for the train fans in your family, you've got 15% off Lionel trains, power, and accessories. So uh, the Lionel store, you know, whether you're a NASCAR fan, it's worth checking out all the train stuff. Uh, you know, all Absolutely. The, the train layouts that we have running constantly throughout the store. It's, it's a work of art. Um, and you know, some really cool deals and, you know, the holidays are coming, mm-hmm. you know, so there's some really good deals on, uh, NASCAR diecast trains, uh, and it's ex- an experience to go to that store. If you haven't been there, even if you have been there, I'm sure you can attest that, uh, you know, it, it's a cool place just to come hang out. Absolutely. And our store, not our store workers, I don't want to call them that, but the people who work in the store yes. are some of the coolest people. Like anytime I go in there to film, shop, whatever, I'm in there for an hour just talking to yeah. Dana and Michael and Tim, and they're just such awesome people. It's very easy to get caught up in conversation. They are also the stars of our TikTok. Stars. <laughs> I can't get Dana to be in one, but like Michael, Noah, Sean, they're all really cool guys, and they will do just about anything for TikTok. And that's what it takes. <laughs> Uh, so that all said this Friday, 10 AM, we're going to open the store early to RCCA members. So if you're an RCCA member, you got one of those lifetime memberships. We want to see you at our store for a Lionel racing drop-in. Definitely stop by. Uh, we will do for RCCA members from 10 AM to 12 noon. Uh, we're going to open this store normally opens to, uh, other customers at 11 AM. We're going to let you come in an hour early and uh, sign up to win some great prizes. We have number one elite die cast available for giveaway prizes. We have prototype die cast available for giveaway die cast. We also have NASCAR Authentics waves away for, to give away. Uh, so you definitely want to be there. We will double check where we'll have our... Uh, um, 
Uh, we'll have a representative there just double checking that you are an RCCA member when you come in. And then, uh, you know, you can get yourself a ticket and hopefully win one of those really cool prizes. And then uh, in addition to that, we will also have the savings wheel. So RCCA members for those two hours, if you make a purchase at the store, you can spin the wheel and get additional savings, not, not just what is marked and discounted on the shelf. Uh, you get some other great prizes as well by spinning the wheel. So ten, for two hours, RCCA member drop-in event, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. It's going to be a lot of fun. You get to meet me, you get to meet Carlene, you get to meet anybody else that wants to come at Alex, come on by if you choose. I don't know if you want to or not, but you can. I thought I was. Come on by. Thanks a lot. Alex will be there. You can meet the authenticated team. Ooh. Uh, if if that doesn't make your weekend. Photos do cost $5. Autographs are additional, too. I was going to say I charge $5 for my autograph. No, an additional two, so then it's seven. Right. Right? Why does it got to be seven? I only signed the Corey back. LaJoy. I only signed the back of checks. Oof. <laughs> Love that. Um, well, okay. I have a question. What is your question? So I know when we did the That's event, two. it wasn't my hand though. When we did the event last year, it was for our CCA members. But if they weren't our CCA members, they could sign up. Heck yeah! Are we doing that? Okay, Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Yep, Come become right. one if you're not one. That's right. 10 a.m. to 12 noon. And uh, our Thomas DuBois uh, normally kind of emcees some of these events. He's got some plans this weekend. He won't be there. So uh, you'll have to deal with me and Alex and Carlene and Wolf. Maddie and whoever else. I, I guess can, if I show up, you know. Whoever else I, I can rope into uh, joining us over there. But uh, uh, he did drop off a handful of. And like two armfuls basically of die cast to give away uh, as part of this deal. And there's some number one elites. Um, when I say number one, if you don't know what a number one elite is on uh, the back of the windshield or back window printed on the chassis is a die cast identification number, the DIN number 0001. That means it's the first one off the line of that elite run for that car. Um, highly collectible. You know, you, you'll find number one die cast on, third-party sites a lot for a lot of money and things like that and mm -hmm. you know uh and those are prized possessions for anybody who's able to get one um we got some to give away uh prototype die cast he handed me a handful of protos as well to give away um it's gonna be pretty fun it's gonna be a good time so it, again it's just two hours there's nothing going on at the racetrack on friday you, it's gonna be a beautiful weekend i think that's what i'm most excited about for roll weekend is that there's no weather it's gonna be like low 70s here in charlotte it's gonna be Perfect fall for NASCAR racing and Friday with nothing on track going on. It's a great opportunity to stop by the Lionel store, meet all of our team members, save money on diecast. Everybody wins. Mic drop. That's right. Boom. Confetti. But there's other cool stuff going on this week too. College racing has their big fan day on Wednesday. I know they've already kind of, or they haven't teased the, Oops. the dang media and can't let anybody break news anymore. Carlene said this exact same word. I know. Mm -hmm. That's probably where it got it from. That's yeah, probably. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> she did not copyright those words. So therefore. <laughs> oh, you didn't see the TM after? Mm, no. Nope. She trademarked them. But, uh, so, it'd be, but I do believe that they have some more announcements coming, not just, uh, the one that has been teased of AJ Allmendinger going back full time in the cup series. I think they've got some other stuff going on up there as well. They also have a paint scheme unveiled. That's true. That's paint. what I'm pumped for. Yep. So. so that'll be cool at college racing on Wednesday. 
Petty GMS will have a fan day on Thursday uh, with Richard Petty, Eric Jones, Ty Dillon, uh, Dale Inman, I think is going to be there. You know, a bunch of uh, historical Petty, Petty affiliated folks. I just did it too. <laughs> so now all of us have now hit the microphone. <laughs> um, but uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I know I'm going to head up that way uh, to get some social media content and things like that over there in Statesville, North Carolina on uh, Thursday. I believe that's at 10 a.m. So any fan in that area on Thursday definitely wants to check out Petty GMS and Calling on Wednesday. And Alex, I know you're going to Calling, right? I am. And uh, that should be a good time. And then Thursday afternoon, Corey LaJoy's Kickball Classic. Both Alex and Carlene will mm-hmm. be at that yes. good time there. And uh, um, it, that's going to be a lot of fun. I know you've both been to that event before, right? I didn't go last I have. year. Okay, so... What what are fans that maybe have never been there? What can they expect well, at the kickball classic? A little bit different than it was last year. Um, hopefully, the weather's a lot better because it did rain. It's supposed downpour. to be beautiful all week. Yeah, it downpoured last year, so that was kind of It'll meh. Be. But uh, yeah, you get to see all the stars play kickball and do the tournament thing. And then last year they had a big, a big autograph session. I don't think they're doing that this year. Mm. But um, but you can see people that you normally don't, like uh, TikTok people like Justin Danger Nunley and Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the Middle will be there. A couple mm-hmm. of Panthers, Jonathan Stewart will be there. On top of what? Most importantly... Oh, John Chris will be John there. John Chris will be there. <laughs> That's Carlene's guy. He is funny, though. I did meet him there last year. And then all your favorite NASCAR guys. But yeah, it'll be super fun. I'm so excited. And my goal for next year is to form a Lionel Racing team to go participate in this. I want to play Let's so go. bad. I have friends playing in the tournament, and I'm so jealous. Yeah. yeah we I, tried. It wasn't, try. for, it wasn't for lack of trying. Right. Well, we tried too late. Yes, like, we the, did not get in. There's a, a donation involved, and we'd be more than happy to. It was just too late for us to put all that together and get a team formed. And, you know, because I think I thought of that idea like two weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen <laughs> yeah, in, no. in that short period of time. But uh, my goal for 2023, budget, people, whatever, we will make it happen that Lionel Racing will have a kickball team at the Kickball Classic for Corey LaJoy, uh, which is this Thursday at uh, um, Atrium Health Ballpark in downtown Kannapolis, North Carolina. So uh, definitely check out that event if you're in town. Uh, we're going to wrap things up on the show. We've got a diecast or a NASCAR Authentics giveaway winner to announce here in just a second on Authenticated. Let's get this show wrapped up here with our last lap highlight of the week. We always go around the room to highlight whatever we think is the most uh, important news of the diecast world or NASCAR in general. And uh, to start things off, we'll start with Alex. I have two because I'm an overachiever. Um, sorry. Um, obviously, AJ going back to Cup next year is a pretty big deal in my household. So really excited for him for that. And then... Um, I got to watch that NASCAR race for the championship show. If you haven't watched that yet, it's really well done. And I do, I know we talked about earlier on an earlier episode about it being compared to NASCAR driver 360. It's not like all the way up there caliber, but it's pretty close. And I love the rotation of drivers every week, but I did like how they featured Ross's family's watermelon farm on this previous week's episode. So people can see that he is actually like a blue collar guy. And I think even Dave Moody was saying that, He's the only driver in the field right now who can actually bridge the gap between the garage and the grandstands because he works in the watermelon field during the week and races cars on Sundays. Beautiful. It's a great story. Carlene, what's your last lap highlight? (laughs) 
Wow. No, they were good picks, Alex. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy. Matt's just unenthused. He, I don't think he finished his bang today. Uh, I did, but I could have finished two or three probably. There we go. Yep. Um, okay, so my last lap highlight is simply just that it's Roval weekend. Um, when I first moved to Charlotte in 2020, March of 2020, um, the Xfinity Roval was like a huge moment for me and it was so cool with the rain and the hurricane hit it was a huge thing and that is when I started my fandom for Chase Briscoe so I just have like a special place in my heart for the Roval uh it's really cool when they put Christmas lights on it (laughs) during the holidays um but I'm just very very excited that it's in town it's back this weekend and it's a fun race it's a cutoff race and like I said previously my dad's coming down which always makes it a little bit much a little bit more exciting. I like that. You guys, felt. you guys killed it this week. Well done. Uh, and my, in short track news. <laughs> sur- surprisingly, mine's not. I was actually trying to think if I could come up with one that was short track related just to not let anybody down. And that's why it's uh, cold outside. Other than the fact that the Smart Modified Tour is racing at Hickory Motor Speedway this Saturday. Close it'll be, enough. Yeah, it'll be a pretty good time. And... Uh, uh, no, my last lap highlight is some of the cool things that are coming down the pike, and we can't necessarily give you a whole lot of detail. So this is kind of not as exciting as it could be. Your last lap's like a half lap. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I will say this. Later on in the week, you will see a NASCAR Authentics wave of haulers on Woo-hoo. our social media feed. Uh Probably in about a week or so, you will see a NASCAR Authentics wave of cars. So all of you people that are asking, where's wave four? And I am totally ruining Carlene's fun that wave four doesn't exist. (laughs) Doesn't exist. Where's wave four? To this point, well, I mean, it's always existed. But until it's in somebody's hands, does it? You know. Hashtag save wave four is what oh, one right. of my That's favorite right. Twitter yes. people started saying. So uh, I'm not going to promise you a date because they're still being shipped as we speak. They're still on a boat and they have to get to port and then they have to get trucked to our warehouse and they have to end up on one of our desks. So a lot can happen in that process, but we're looking hopefully in the next week-ish for that to happen. So anybody who's looking for wave four, you don't have a whole lot longer to wait. And uh, along those same lines, um, we've had a a bunch of people talking about some things that they would like to see us change maybe for 2023 diecast. And I will tell you that there are a lot of discussions being had. And uh, as far as packaging goes, we hear you. you. All I'm going to tell you is that we've heard you and we understand you. And we are having discussions about 2023 packaging. And we are having very detailed packaging and almost our very detailed discussions about packaging. <laughs> and to the point where we can almost say that we have an update on packaging. To that point, not just yet. But I will say we've heard you about the packaging for the 124 scale diecast in 2022. But that said, we are going to, whatever packaging that we do have is going to incorporate a lot of elements for the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. And it's going to be a really big deal in 2023. So a lot of the things that you've been saying, man, we'd love to see X, X, and X. 
we might give you a few of those X's, uh, fill in some of those blanks here in the next couple, next little bit. So definitely stay tuned for more news on all that. So sorry, it wasn't a whole lot of information, but hopefully it was enough to tide you over until we're able to get you what you are looking for. Uh, as always, though, or before we wrap things up, we have a giveaway winner. Last time we said if you retweeted our podcast link, then uh, you had a chance to win the NASCAR Authentics Championship 4-Pack from 2021. Carlene, who's our big winner? Yes, yeah, so I had one of our coworkers I found this on the web. close their <laughs> eyes. Apparently Siri found something on the web. Who did you find? There we go. I had them close their eyes and scroll through and randomly pick. And the winner is it... It's Aus 275-09409. So if I pronounced any of that wrong, I don't think I <laughs> That's did. That's a lot of numbers. A lot of numbers. But it's I-T-S-A-W-E-S 275-09409. You are our authentic winner. Authentic. You have been authenticated. That's right. Boom. So go ahead and shoot us a DM once you've heard that you are the winner. And uh, we will be sure to follow you so you can shoot us that DM. We'll get your address. And uh, we've got some stuff to give away again. This uh, this Friday, ten to twelve, come to the Lionel store. You might get a, come away with a pretty rare diecast, or some NASCAR Authentics, or prototype number one elite. You know who knows. Uh, plus, make a purchase, spin the wheel, save money on your cars. That's uh, that's a win win for everybody. I don't know why you wouldn't want to be there from ten to twelve on Friday. So, great opportunities to win some cool stuff and uh, be a part of a lot of fun. And uh, we'll we will give you a place to have that fun at the Lionel Retail Store at Concord Mills. Uh, check out LionelConcord.com if you're not real sure where it is. If you're not from the area, or not uh, familiar with the Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, region lionelconcord.com you can punch in directions from wherever you're coming from to get there so uh, as always hit us up on our social media feeds facebook twitter tiktok youtube you name it uh instagram and as always on any of those Lionel or lionel racing social media feeds anytime you need to get a hold of us use hashtag ask lionel racing we'll bring back some more of those questions and answers that uh, you supply us with uh in the next episode so use hashtag ask lionel racing and if you have any kind of diecast related question that uh, we can provide to you we will try to do that on the next show so on behalf of alex and carlene i am matt thank you so much for joining us and we hope to see you in charlotte for the roval weekend and at our rcca drop-in event this friday at the lionel retail store we'll see you then follow lionel racing on facebook twitter instagram youtube and tiktok and use hashtag authenticated fan Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.